Welcome to Black and Brown, a podcast where three black guys get to share their love of bourbon. We talk about current events, we conduct interviews, and good old-fashioned shit-talking. Our hosts, Bill, Anthony, and Delvin, will keep you informed on what's going down with that brown. Uh, welcome to the Black and Brown Podcast. I'm your man, A. Cobert the Plug. We're back in the building one more time with the originators, my yes, man, Dub H. Stevens, what's a.k.a. Back. Yes, sir. What's going on, cousin? Good to see you, brother. What's happening? Yes, sir. What's happening? And our man, welcome back to the show. He left us alone for a week to interview our man Dylan Carney. Uh, Whiskey Jesus is Delvin Joyce, the people's choice. What's the deal, fam? Yo, I've missed y'all, man. Yeah, I know, man. Yo, exactly. Man, you know, see what happens whenever you're not around. I, I, I yeah. feel like I'm a little we talk to Jesus. We get a little loose. Yeah. Hey, we, we seek Jesus. I, I got to be honest, though, man. I listened to the interview. It yeah. was phenomenal man oh, Yo, my guy my guy first off y'all had amazing energy without the people's choice he was good is, man but he was like oh, i wish that one was good. here yeah, yeah. He, he called me the people's choice he called you people's choice yeah, yeah, several yeah, times yeah. but he was i mean that guy knows this stuff bro yeah, yeah, yeah. like he is nerd, a man. whiskey nerd nerd yeah, yeah which i appreciate it yeah. Yeah. Like, i actually learned some stuff yep from yeah. that interview 100 yeah. he had yeah. me he had me looking at things going hmm yeah yeah. And and for us, there's no better way that we could end season ten in them than having our bonus guy. episode. Actually, it's bonus bonus. Yes, yes, sir. To have the architect, the originator, one fourth of the crew who started the Black Bourbon Run here with us this evening. Our man, Black Bourbon Maverick, Paul Holmes. What's up, Paul? Welcome to the show. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, I've been listening to all these episodes of them joining on. And I was like, dang, I hope I, I get my chance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope I get my chance. No, here you go, and here you are. And here you are. Yeah, no, you <laughs> never going to get your chance, brother. And here you is. And, and what they say? Don't freeze. Yeah, Don't like freeze. I said, man, we had, to add, <laughs> man, we had to add one show for you, man. You know what I'm saying? No, I appreciate yeah, it. Man, I appreciate this it. Is a, this is a plus one. Yeah, yeah true you, story. You actually might be the original Nim to yeah. Black and Brown and Nim because, I mean, honestly, you might have been like our first follower on Instagram. <laughs> Yo, 100, 100%. He, he is a supporter of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, that's a fact. He's like yeah, our so original supporter of the podcast. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? That's dope, man. He's the man. Yeah, bro. So welcome to the podcast. Oh, you know, yeah. it's great to have you on. You've been traveling a lot, like all of us. We've been out in the streets. You know, it's been hard to connect. We've been checking out the socials, seeing what you're doing. It was a. I know me and Silverback earlier today was like we've talked so much about the Black Bourbon Run this season because yeah. we feel like we missed out on it. We're gonna do it again man. for this episode. There's some things we want to find out about the Black Bourbon Run and yeah. what's happening for the future Black Bourbon Run. You know what I mean? All right. I mean those uh those stories I was following doing the uh, doing that week, man, was fire, man. Mm-hmm. You guys really yeah. had a dope time. I'm sure you shut it down on several places, man. So that was really Really good on your part, man. Well, I think I, I, I think too. I mean, obviously, we have some new listeners, right? Yep, and yep, so, um, and so, a lot of people may be unfamiliar with who you are, Black Bourbon Maverick. So, for the people, maybe give them a little bit of an introduction to who you are, what you're about, and you know how you got into this whiskey game. Okay. All right. Um, well. You guys have mentioned me as a Black Brother Maverick, but um, I do have like a regular name, Paul Holmes. Um, John's uh, little brother. Am, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like a full time in the whiskey industry type of type of guy. Yeah. Um, I, I am an aerospace engineer by trade, um, so I guess I helped funded my hobby Ooh, that's little, now that's grown into right there. He a got the, small business. He so. got them hidden figures. He got the big brains. <laughs> hidden figures. Hidden over figures. There. Yeah, hidden figures brain. is working nowadays. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my boy is a rocket. Scientist. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's when you put those glasses on and go into that booth. <laughs> Come on, Clark. Yeah. And and so, I mean, how did you find your way into this though? Like this whiskey game. 
So, um, I would say, uh, so I'm born, well, raised in Ohio, went to Purdue uh, for college. So I was always in the Midwest, close to Kentucky, knew about bourbon, but not like too much. Um, always interested in like hitting the bourbon trail. But I mean, if we're going to be honest here, like me being a black guy, I don't, I didn't know too many black people who were like going on a bourbon trail as vacation or anything like that. Right. Um, right. So I was always kind of like, kind of was kind of like hesitant to jump one there and like, Am I going to be like the only black guy in the group who's doing a tour? Am I going to be like the one in the back because I don't really know anyone type of thing? And um, one of my frat brothers, uh, he actually took a job in Frankfurt. And little did he know, he's like 10 minutes from Buffalo Trace. What? So I'm like, yo, like, yeah, exactly. He <sighs> had no clue about going to the gift store to get bottles, none of that type of stuff. Yeah, somebody get and I was like, Exactly. So I was like, well... I gotta come visit you, but if you're that close, like we might as well hit the bourbon trail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I started talking about that, two of my co-workers um, down here in Florida, they wanted to hit the bourbon trail as well. Again, black, never gone, kind of hesitant of going to Kentucky and doing the bourbon trail thing. So we were like, all right, let's, if we all survive, it's all good news and hopefully we have a good time. <laughs> uh, you guys are like freedom riders, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wow. We're in there, I had a joke, but let me not say it on the, on the radio. I mean, on the podcast. But, exactly. Um, <laughs> but um, so we went and like completely like enjoyed ourselves. Like uh, Nigel, who's one of the co-founders, uh, he planned a couple of the, the distillery tours for us and tastings. And then we just bounced around to bars and restaurants. And um, I mean, we were like Lexington one night all the way to Louisville, Barstown, back to Lexington. Um, always ripping and running and we had a blast. We wanted more people of the diverse demographic to experience this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, that's how it kind of, kind of came up with the name Black Bourbon Run. Um, and then from there we were like, how do we get more people to like see this experience? How do we grow it? How do we make it more than just like at that time we were just going on the websites and booking like the reservation like anyone else would, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was always a vision that we would eventually want to uh, do premium experiences that you can't necessarily go book on the website. Oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, and then from there, just kind of like, I think naturally through social media, you know, plugged up with you guys. Um, I started pitching Black Bubble Run 2 to you all. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other people started reaching out to me um, based on my content. I was talking about BBR2. Um, and then just kind of naturally grew from there, from all the content that people saw when we were on the trip, from the videos that I've made on the YouTube channel, it just grew and grew and grew every year. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, two was, two was fire. Yeah. I think three was phenomenal. Yes, sir. And, you know, FOMO, four yeah. was, was banging yeah. because, you know, we talked to the People's Choice when he got back off the trip, right? And the thing that hit me the most was that 50 person barrel pick, man. And I couldn't wrap my head around how you guys did it, but it all came down to the group me app and the way you guys did it on the voting, which I thought was genius. Very nice, man. So for me personally, when does that pick drop actually? Oh, um, so that's probably, I don't have a date yet, so it's probably going to be uh, sometime beginning of next year is when that's going to drop. Okay. And that's yeah. another joint out of the chosen package, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That's dope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Blue run chosen. Yeah. Mm. And so, you know, you know, you know, you said something that was, you know, pretty, pretty telling. Like, you know, when, you know, when you go on these distillery tours, it's usually about the same, right? You kind of, you know, they, you know, take it to the Rick house. 
they show you where their barrels are the age, all kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, but you know, you created something special. You know, you created like this. You know, like, you know, like you said, that VIP experience. You know, taking it to some of these places because you know, um, just you know, you know, like I said, I was you know, you know, stalking everyone's stories. I mean, there's a lot of places that you did this past, you know, Black Bourbon Run that you shut the whole facility down. And only people that was in there was, you know, your guys in your Letterman jackets. Namely, was, namely mm-hmm. Willet, Willet and that yeah, burger. Which is, yeah. which is, I mean, phenomenal to uh, go from, like you say, booking, you know, these tours on the website like everyone else. Everyone else has the opportunity mm-hmm. to do that. To have something that was catered towards you and your, you know, your, um, you know, your efforts was, was pretty dope, man. Yeah, and, and a lot of that stuff, um, I would say, it's like every story that you hear about. It's like people see it as they uh, came out of nowhere. He got lucky or something like that, right? There was a lot of work that came into BBR4. Like oh, the sure. Willow Dinner, yeah. like that was something that I wanted to do during BBR2. Like it, it happened kind of like with BBR2 because there's only 16 people. But that, but to have 50 people, like have their own burger to shut down the whole entire restaurant, yeah, to play man. our own music, yeah. like... It's the whole. It's like that was something that's not just like oh we had a conversation at the beginning of 2023 and we made it happen. No, that was three years in the making of trying to make that happen. All right, so. all right, all right. So okay, all right. <laughs> okay, pause. So you said you had 50 people that had their own burger, their own burger, dog. Let, let, let me let me let me say this too, because um, I don't want to build too much FOMO. I know you guys weren't there. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I was all in them pictures, man. Andy Pope before he's the 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 general manager of Barbara Willett. Before we got the dinner started, he stood up at the bar. And he's like, you know, turn the music off. He was talking to us. He was like, hey, thanks for coming, blah, blah, blah. But I won't let you guys know, this is the first time ever, ever. that Willett has served this many bu- uh, burgers to one group in one time. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Bro, that, that should have been something like where you got a plaque or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> that's just. Stupid, yeah, because I mean, dog. generally they only serve what, 10 to 12 a day or on the, on the weekend? So it's it's 12 a week, but they only do it um, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 12 a week. Yes. Wow. And they, they had 50. 50 and night. they had 50 in one night. 50. Okay. All right. Yeah, and then every, did everybody finish their burger? Everybody got a happy plate? <laughs> um. So uh, no, nobody the, walked I out with a dog in the back. Most, you know what's funny? The only person who uh, had a burger left was me. Mm. Oh wow! Okay, I could not finish my burger because it was just like you know I'm I'm still like entertaining talking. Yeah, to trying to make sure everyone is doing their you, thing. You were being sure the, you were being the mayor. Exactly. Yeah. Check it, check it out. Make yeah. sure everybody's good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. tough hosting sometimes, man. You know. <laughs> So, so what is it like going from a space where, you know, you are concerned about your safety going to Kentucky and, and, the, buff, <laughs> and, the, and the trail to kind of where you are now where you understand that um, people are super welcoming and inviting and, and not only that, have rolled out the red, red car before you? What has what that transition been like for you? Uh, I mean, it's been a very, um, like for, for me, I'm very grateful for the people who have supported BBR and has rolled out the carpet for us. Um, will it, I, I would say that that is not an establishment that they just say, oh yeah, sure, you're Joe off the block. Like, come have a private party with us. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't do that. We were smoking cigars in an area that literally has signs that says no smoking allowed. Like, <sighs> and, and, that, and it was their idea. Like, yeah, we'll go, we'll go create a, a cigar lounge for you guys. Like, that's not nothing that I you know, was asking for or was demanding. That's something out of their kindness and out of their, like, supporting BBR wanted to do. Same thing with Mictors. Like, 
been talking to Mictors, like, hey, we built on last year's experience with having, like, the Toast of Sour Mash and um, doing a tour at Fort Nelson. Then they were like, hey, how about we come to Shively? Oh, by the way, Shively's not open to the public. And you guys go see all the behind the scenes, things that, like, literally we had to put our phones down, couldn't record at all. And then we go taste, like, all their stuff. When I say all their stuff, Mictors 20 bourbon included. No, oh, yeah. wow. I, I, okay. I saw the photos. I saw the photos. <laughs> they, didn't yeah. make, they didn't make all the brothers pronounce it, though, did they? I mean, no. we, we, we struggle with that one, bro. <laughs> uh, Mitchers. Yeah, Mickners. Mickners. Hey, and by uh, the way, even, we, we would ahead. be remiss if we did not say this. So uh, you were so kind to send us a sample pack. Right. Facts. And, and you send out the best sample pack. So we got a sample pack right now of like six, mm-hmm. six whiskeys. And we are uh, currently going through this sample pack. And we are starting okay. with the uh, 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 rare character. Oh, Fortuna. Right. Pa- is that Pablo. is that is that rare character? Right. Mm-hmm. The Fortuna yep. batch one E, which is a hundred and two proof. So. Mm. Before you nice. get back into your commentary, anything notable about this bottle that you think our listeners would want to know? Um, so, so for tuna, um, I think that's like a batch of um, Pablo. Obviously, know it's a number, but I want to say it's like a six barrel batch, uh, four to six barrel batch of like six year bourbon that they source from um, a source, and it's all so all the batches are 102 proof. I think they've only had like one actual batch. So the one E is like one of his batches that he was working on before he actually released it. So you got like an unreleased product. Oh, right so we there. got a prequel right there. Okay. Yeah, you got, you, got a, you got a prequel right I there. Mean, okay. So are all his all his source barrels, are they all from undisclosed distilleries or does he drop where he gets most of his product? Um, the ones that he's that he can say, like he will say. So there, there's some like MGP barrels. Uh-huh. Um I, I honestly think it would be a, he would be a great guy for you guys to interview um because it's oh, no. more than just getting an MGP barrel. He he defines, like, gets the MGP barrel, but does something else with it to make it his own rare character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Dope. Yeah, man, I met him in uh, in uh, Seattle. So, yeah, that brother is, is definitely uh, doing his thing. And, and speaking yeah, of that, I met absolutely. him at Black Bourbon Run 4. And, yes. you know, now I feel like that Black Bourbon Run was, like, a, a really poorly kept secret now it's obvious how poor the secret is because, <laughs> you know, on, on this last trip, here are the people that I saw, right? Yeah. So Pablo, right, from mm-hmm. Rare Character. Yeah. Um, Sammy uh, from Black Bourbon Society shows up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. You got Hood Sommelier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he was right? there before. Yeah, yeah he was there before, before, but, you know, it's like, it's kind of like a who's who who's now, who's right? Is, yeah. I think I saw my guy from Old Carter too, right? Did oh, he, did he pop up? Was there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. popped up. He yeah. actually, when he came during our last bottle share, he brought one of his very first batches of Carter. Man, listen, man. And we you, killed that bottle. If, if you don't feel like a celebrity right now, B, right. let me wow. tell you. Let me, I mean, let me go ahead and tell you. You're a celebrity right VA now. VA Bourbon Hunter, right? Yeah. He's never been there before. Right. Yeah, exactly. Sober Bourbon Girl. Yeah. Right? And she helped out with some of the um, the video, too. Is that right? Or is Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Nakia. She, she killed it on the video game. Uh, we do have, I want to say the first Friday of December is when we're going to start dropping the BBR4. Yeah, I was just about uh, to ask you that. You're going to start doing the docuseries. Okay, because those, yeah. yeah, so, those were fire back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so we'll have we'll have 11 episodes, and she probably recorded about 90% of the raw footage. So That's shout dope. Out to her That's dope, man. That's very nice. Good. I'll have some content for December because I ain't going nowhere. My travel, my travel <laughs> schedule is zero. Yes, sir. Uh, I feel your plug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Well, let me get this rare character, sample this joint. Mm. So while we're, while we're talking about rare character too, I just wanted to like kind of point out as well that the dinner that we had with rare character at Bourbon's Bistro, which the food was phenomenal. The bottles were phenomenal. Um, Pablo told me that was the first uh, dinner he sponsored. Really? Wow, yes. there's a lot of firsts on this trip, yeah. Yes, a lot of, wow. lot of firsts on the trip. Man, it sounds like that dude bit my idea, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was your biggest takeaway, though, from this this past uh, Black Bourbon run? Um, my biggest takeaway oh, wow. is that we, like, BBR and everyone associated with it and involved and wanting to participate, like, we can literally make ultra-premium experiences. Like, the, uh, the greatest example was um, Frank, you know, Frank travels to all the VIP experiences, right? Yeah. Uh, and he goes to... Burberry uh, enthusiasm the, for our listeners. Yeah. Yes, yes. Burberry enthusiasm. Yeah, I mean, you know. And he goes to... I didn't to, want, uh, like, you know, first, first name basis, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Burberry enthusiasm. Um, but he goes to the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, and they're in Barstown, chilling with a whole bunch of other, you know, like, um, I want to call... Um, you know, other people into in, in, that's in the bourbon and whiskey uh, space, and they're having like this long table that have like all these bottles for a bottle share, and like they they were posting their story. They're like, "There's no bottle share better than ours." And Frank oh, sent it to me. Epic. And mm-hmm. yes, it, it was dope. From a competitive standpoint, I took it to heart. So I'm like, <laughs> "You took that person." BBR four is around the corner. Yeah. I took it personally. I took it personally. <laughs> like, like Michael Jordan said in his documentary, like he took it personally. I took that personally, and I was like. I told Frank, I said, no, nah, dog, like, we, we got to shut it down with the, with the bottle share. So we had three bottle shares during BBR4. And the last one, like, I, man, I, I don't even know how to explain how amazing that bottle share was. Like, Booker's 30th, we had two bottles of King Kentucky. We mm. had Mark Carter's first batch of Old Carter. We had 1970-something uh, Maker's Mark. Um, we had a Parker's double barrel that, that was like barely getting drank because there were so many other bottles sitting on the table. Like, yeah, that's how our bottle that share is was. crazy. Yeah, yeah barely it, even uh, touched. It's huh? like one of those situations where you got too much of the good stuff and you're just like overwhelmed. Yeah, and and I know sometimes when you're entertaining, you don't get to enjoy. Right. But did you at what point during this Black Bourbon Run bottle bottle share did you actually get to let your hair down and enjoy something? And if you did, what was the pour that you enjoyed the most? Um, the pour I enjoyed the most was easy for me was the Booker's Thirtieth. I mean, hands down. That was a phenomenal pour. I'm a Booker's fan. Yeah. Um, I have never tried a Booker's 30th. Um, Bourbon through that had brought that bottle. So for me, like, as a friend come in and bring in a bottle that he's cherished, that he hasn't even opened up yet, he waited until BBR4 to open it up with me. Like, wow. that's for me, that like that was my favorite pour. Yeah, okay. for sure. yeah that's dope. That's dope. That is crazy. And so what did is you that- guys leave that uh that uh that bottle on the table? I mean, did it did it get RIP'd or no, 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 no. You took okay. that back home. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, we, we, literally, we literally had so many bottles that, like, I was telling people, that Thursday night, I was telling people, take a bottle or two and go home. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, there was a blend straight from the barrel that was like, here, just take this because I have too many bottles already. Wow. Dang. How, and how, 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 how damaged was that uh, blend straight from the bottle? Like, was it at least below the shoulders? 
Or was it, it blood shoulders? Oh, it was okay. No, okay, no, okay. It, it was blood yeah, shoulders. It was blood shoulders. Okay, so the seal yeah. was cracked then. Okay, the seal was definitely cracked. Okay, that makes it feel a little better. You can get a, a full bottle of blend. I love it when that kind of product's treated with that kind of respect. Exactly. Break, exactly. break them off, son. Is there? So, needless to say, you did travel home with some product then. Um, I had two boxes sent back home for me. Oh, there wow. was a. There was a lot of bottles that that we still had open, um, some stuff that I brought that didn't get killed. And I was like, "Eh, I got to bring that back home with me. Uh Um, But then like Jamar, uh, co-founder of Kobe, shout out to Jamar, um, you know, I invited him to the the Willa dinner. And I mean, he was kind of blown away, had a, 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 you know, fabulous time with us. And we were just kind of talking the last night. And this man comes with a box and he sits four Kobe picks on a table. Mm. And he was like, Thank you for what you've done. Take this with you. Wow. So yeah, I, I came home with a lot of bottles. Oh, that's dope. That's man. real dope, man. That's really nice, man. All right, so we're gonna move on to another one of your <laughs> sample packs that you or sample bottles that you sent us. Uh, this is okay. the first off. I really enjoyed that Fortuna. It was like, really good. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it was. I mean, it was solid. I'm trying not to get over my skis either, but I'm doing poorly. Right. Same. Same. <laughs> I always do that, man. You know, I come in here with with, with the good the, the good the intentions, grand, yeah, yeah, the oh. grand intentions of not the, <laughs> no. You know what that is? That's that? like that's like you know somebody playing hoops and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mess around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna drive. I'm just gonna shoot from the outside. And the next thing you know, you drive into the hole. Somebody cross you over. <laughs> yeah. you're, going, you're going ham, right? Yeah, man. It's yeah. in you, man. It's I, in you. It's I'm, in just, you. I'm just gonna mess around. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is the Wolves Whiskey Spring Run Batch Three. So you gave us. Two Wolves whiskey joints. Yeah, this is a Cali single malt, and one Ooh. is a Cali single malt. So, what, oh. I mean, tell us about Wolves whiskey. I, I know we had something with the Bourbon Whiskey Library at some point, but mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners may not be familiar with Wolves whiskey. So, so Wolves whiskey, um, they're based out of California, and I, I know they really got started with um, a collaboration that they did with Willet. So, it was like a rye collaboration. Where it was like a mix between like the uh, like Willow distillate and their own distillate. Um, they've since gone into doing. Um, they have like a beer hops whiskey that they um, experimented with, and then now they're doing like a single malt series uh, where it's like malted barley. And I think they're like at two batches now. Um, where one I want to say is like ten year, another one's eleven year. Um, I got both of the bottles over here, but let's check and see. But yeah, so they they started doing <laughs> they started doing um, single malts. They've done. I, I would oh. say their packaging is very very nice. I do like it. Packaging is fire. Years. Yeah, the packaging is fire. Yeah. The collab we saw between I think the one we had was a collab between Willet and Wolves Whiskey. Yeah, that was, yeah. that bottle yeah. was fire. This and, is, and it's yeah. Go ahead. It's, it is for for me like this. The, the, the single malt, I can't remember which one I, I gave you guys. Uh, I think it's batch one, but um, there's like a, ch- for me, there's like a chocolate note in there. Bruh. But Bruh. on the finish, on the nose. Man. But oh it's so God. much on the yeah. finish, so yeah, much yeah. of like a, a, a beer lager mouthfeel in the finish to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's talking about the nose which on this one. It appealed to me. I'll let you nose this This class, is, um, is, that, is that the, <laughs> No, it's different. This is right, single, so, this is the malt. So there's two. Oh, okay. there's, so there's two separate ones, right? So the yeah. Wol- Wolves Whiskey Spring Run Batch Three. Yeah, it has mm-hmm. it, it, it. It has like a flavor mm. on it that I have never actually tasted on a whiskey. I don't know. Really, Silverback's drinking it right yeah. now with me. Yeah, right. Like, Very earthy. 
Yeah, it's giving like yeah. uh, it's mm-hmm. it's actually mm-hmm. giving me a little bit of um, like what I felt the first time I had the rare character Ambarana cask. Right? Yeah. It was like I didn't quite know mm-hmm. what I felt about it, mm-hmm. whether I mm-hmm. like it or yeah. hate it. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, the flavor is good. It was just really earthy, really, really just um, I don't know, like like a grass, you know, yeah. or like a hay or. It's really, mm-hmm. really, you know, for me, it's just really yeah. just, you know. It is just, very like a hay yeah. in the middle of the barn. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I got on the ear anyway. <laughs> Yo, so that single malt, I, I went off the rails and I jumped onto the single malt because you did refer me to that one out the gate. The nose is going to be interesting yes. for you on this one. All right. There's a lot of low chocolate in the nose here and there is some hay essence in the background, mm-hmm. but the palate mm-hmm. is like, it's a little, it's a little subdued than like a full malt man mm-hmm. so you nice know all right so i mean can anyone like explain to me like every time i get something that has like you know heavy malt or like you know you know at, you know at the corn whatever yeah um that chocolate note i mean why why is that because of like the the malt chocolate i mean i mean what is it's cuz he is said it, it? No, I'm serious. Nah, nah, I get it all the time. I get it I all the time. It, I think yeah. it's when they're when they're. I don't know the process when they're malting barley, but I think a lot of that is like that. You, you know, remember those malted candies, like those chocolate malt balls, whoppers. Uh, yeah, the whoppers. whoppers. I think that's where it comes from. You get a lot I of that. Always get whopper. Yeah. I always, oh. I always and, get a whopper, and, and it's right on mm-hmm. point because that's what I got on mm-hmm. the news, man. It's always. a lot of chocolate in this joint, yo. I always get a whopper, man. Really? Always. Yeah. <laughs> I always get a whopper. Do you like whoppers? I love them. I used to really? crush them. Yeah. <laughs> but they so but they so hard on you. Teeth, man. Really? Ask my dentist. Yeah. Really? Well, I haven't had them in a while since I have dentures, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Wow, bro. Um, So, Paul, how do you feel about um, American single malt? Like, I feel like it's kind of making a, um, like, a, uh, I don't want to say a, a resurgence because it was never here, right? Um, LL would say, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. But I feel like American yeah. Single Malt is kind of like emerging as a new market in the whis- whiskey space. So wh- how do you feel about it? And what what have you seen as an evolution in that? I, I think for me, um, the American Single Malt is, uh, it's, like a, it's like another... You're drinking bourbon. You're drinking, you know, rye. Like maybe you want you want one day. You want something a little different, just mm-hmm. to kind of like right. maybe reset your palate or make sure you're not always like getting caramel, vanilla. Maybe like test your palate a little bit more. Um, I find that some of the single malts are easier to drink during the summertime versus drinking like your heavier bourbons. Um, it's still different though. I wouldn't say like every day. I'm going to go for uh, American single malt. Mm. Um, I would say that there is a difference. Uh, you know, talking with Pablo, he's introduced me to some of his exceptional series, straight malt. Mm. There are difference, There are differences between a straight malt and a single malt. Um, so a single malt, right, usually they're like the, the malted barley. That's like 100% malted barley. That's how they, you know, do their malt. And then it's because it's American single malt most of the times. It's in a new uh, oak container or, or it can be used. Straight malt um, is where the malted barley is the dominant grain. So like 51% or more. Mm, so it doesn't have to be 100%. Okay. Gotcha. It just has to be gotcha. you know, a certain number. Um, so with the straight malts that, you know, that's been seen in, in the exceptional series, it's not all just malted barley. It's a little different, but it gives you some of that like bourbon backbone because it has corn in it. 
Wow. Okay. Mm. Dang, right. where you go? American Single Malt College? Well, it sounds like you and Pablo got a study plan going. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Dang. So that's interesting. So, so rare so, character has those, you saying? Um, in, in the exceptional series, there are some, um, they, they have like straight malts in the yeah. exceptional series in the black bottles. Yeah. Those are straight malts, not a, okay. not single malts. So okay. does he have any wheat in those mash bills or he's, he's still sourcing, so he's getting product from somewhere and then he's putting his spin on it, correct? Yes. Um, so one one of the great examples of him putting his spin on it, um, I think he talked about it on another podcast recently. Is um, he had gotten like MGP barrels right in in Indiana, but then aged them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So like in another rick house that maybe wasn't in Indiana, maybe it was in Kentucky. And based on what he knows about the aging process in that in that um, that rick house, it, it provides like a different type of profile on those. MGP barrel versus if someone was to just go buy a six year MGP barrel and then go put a label on it and sell it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. And, and he's based out of California. Is that correct? Is that where he is or where, where is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's in California. He's in California. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Cause I think mm-hmm. he, he, the, the story about him, I think his first bottle, I don't want to be incorrect. This is some stuff I read, but he bought some barrels from like a situation that was burnt down. Right. And he saved some barrels, sourced the product out of it. Didn't know how it was going to be. And then he bottled that. And that was like the, was the un- obliteration. Uh, obliteration. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, have you tried that one? Oh, yes, oh, yes, I have. See, that's it's, all I want to hear because people said it was great. It was like phenomenal. Yes, I don't yes. know. I don't know what the fire did to the barrels or whatever, but I it guess they said it. they said no. They said the flavor, <laughs> they, the flavor was beyond compare. Like people said, they had never had anything like it. Yeah, yeah, agree, okay. agree. It, and, it was, and, it, was the, it was phenomenal. Yeah, people say the price point now is crazy for those bottles. If you can find them, of course you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like everything else. Well, yeah, I think I think he was he was only able to, um, and I'm not getting paid for doing none of this for promoting Pablo Red character, but um, <laughs> he, I think I think he said that's where you know you're honest, 36, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, this is I your know, honest right? opinion, yeah, yeah, yeah for real. Um, but yeah, I think he got 36 bottles out of that barrel. Oh wow! So very short barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. by the by the way, um, we are currently watching. I'm going to tamp- timestamp this podcast. We are currently watching uh, Tennessee versus Purdue in men's basketball, and Purdue is losing. They're in, just, they're in Miami ah. right now. I just want I just want to put that out there. Ooh. Since you, well, since there's a little context to that because he took shots at you at JMU and App State. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. How, how bad is it right now? Y'all down one, but it's okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Continue on with oh, the show. Oh, oh, oh. Petty kindergrass over there. I mean, I, mean, he, I mean, for our listeners, he took shots at my, my alma mater off air. So I did. I had to, oh, I had to petty. Come back at him. All right, so I, I I'm going to give you my consensus on these Wolves Whiskey takes. The single malt was okay. I didn't have the other one. Yeah, yeah. But the, but the um, spring run batch number three, I, I that was that was a home a run tough. for me. Yeah. That was a home run. I like the now, single ball. They had that little danky aftertaste. Now tough. we're moving on now to the Hardens Creek Claremont 17 year. Oh. Now Hardens Creek is a new brand. They're about to graduate. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do they have a 17 year whiskey if it's, as a new brand? Oh. So so Hardens Creek is actually a expression under the Beam family, right? So, uh, remember, um, this was like after BBR two, we interviewed uh, Freddie. Freddie yeah, yes. mm-hmm. yeah. And we yeah. were talking about like Little Book. And we we're talking about other things, and yeah. we were like, I can't remember who asked the question, but somebody was like, you know, what what is like the Beams like B tag, or what's going to be the B tag competitor in the future? 
and they said Hardens Creek. Mm. And then literally like the year after that, it was the Hardens Creek 15 year. That was last year. This year they've dropped three different versions of Hardens Creek 17 year. So there was the Claremont, there was the Frankfurt, and then now I think like last month was the Boston. Is um, it Boston B O S T O N? Yeah. So basically it's 17 year. They're all 17 year barrels that were distilled at the same time, just aged in three different brick houses. So Frankfurt, Boston, and Claremont. Cool. Oh wow. wow. Now is that a cash strength or what is what is what is one that? Ten. No, I want to okay. say the one ten. Yeah, one ten. One okay. Ten. Nice, nice. Okay. Yep. Nice color. And this is um, Little Books, like his personal project, right? Am I right on that? Um, so Freddie's personal project is Little Book. Hardens Creek. I'm still trying to figure out if that's like his personal project or if that was something that's um, now it's like another extension of what they're trying to do. Um, one of the things that I've kind of found with Little Book is that since chapter four, there's always like one thing in the different chapters that Freddie experiments with. And then next year, you kind of see like that thing takes his own like life kind of going forward. So like chapter four, he had like the rice bourbon in there or rice whiskey mm. um, in that blend. And then there was the um, the uh, Basil Hayden toast, which had rice bourbon in it. Then the year after that, there was the chapter five, um, which was uh, a blend of two year and 15 year. And then the year after that, he released Hardens Creek two year and 15 year. Chapter six was a whole bunch of uh, single malts finished in different woods. And then this year they came out with Claremont Steve. So, wow. Paul knows his his beam. Man, this guy. He knows his beam. This guy has a wealth of knowledge. Yes, sir. He knows his beam. He knows his book. And so if um, Hardin's Creek was supposed to be their um, answer to like the BTAC collection, right? Is it it pretty hard to find? And what is the price point on it? Um, I wouldn't say... Uh, it's I wouldn't say it's hard to find depending on where you're at. So shout out to Serpent Bourbon Girl. She actually helped me get the Claremont, and I want to say last year's Hardens Creek, um, in North Carolina. So yeah, yeah listen, she's, she's, she's got yeah. connects where she's at. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She sourced she sourced me some toasted barrel Elijah Craig. Oh really? Yeah, oh, no. Dang. She was there like, go. she asked you those questions you never expect to hear. She was like, how many you want? But here's what I love about Silver Bourbon Girl. She'd yeah. be so serious though. Oh, yeah. She was like, <laughs> she'd be like, how many you want? Yeah. Re- respectfully, <laughs> how many you want? She's like, <laughs> I was like, you know, just, Yo, just she, give me two. She's so she's so serious, man. She always got her game face yeah. on. That's yeah. what I love about her. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Shout player. out to the shout out to the Bells. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Hard Creek 17, um, I want to say retail is 170. Mm, I haven't seen bad. it in stores um, above 170. They're usually at retail. Um, $10 a year. I mean, it's, That's it's ten, good. Yeah, $10 a year. Yeah, exactly. That's not bad, though. Would, man. You, would you say that would be like a good um, like benchmark? If you're trying to price whiskey and see if you should be spending the money, is it 10 bucks oh. a year, 10 bucks a proof? Like, what, what would you, I mean, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? What you gonna put on the GoFundMe? <laughs> I'm just curious, man. Like more novice. I, I, I don't know. To be honest, I, I think like it's easy to say, um, you know, ten dollars a year. But I mean, uh, I would say if that's the case, then like Eager Rare 17 should retail at 170, 
but it retails at a hundred. And I know no, like barely anyone gets it at a hundred dollars. But like, there's other brands that maybe like the age doesn't always quantify or, or correlate to like the price. Maybe there's a phenomenal eight or nine year bourbon that just deserves to be valued higher than like eighty yeah. or ninety bucks. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, but that or that uh, yeah, that hundred year, well, hundred dollar, uh, seventeen year eager air. I mean, I think they just throw something on the wall because <laughs> they know they know that's me, not good. Well, well, let me ask you this: like, if if Buffalo Trace priced it at a higher retail value, right? So let's say Buffalo Trace said it's worth three hundred dollars retail. Mm-hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. it would? Do you think that that would cut back on the taterdism? Like the markup, wow. the secondary markup? No. You don't think I don't, so? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. It's just go, because go, you know, go. Buffalo Trace is just that 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 brand. You like know? if somebody had to pay three, four hundred dollars to flip it to a thousand dollars. I got you. Because remember I those things those yeah, things I, I see what you mean. Those I, things okay. will actually sit on the shelf too until somebody comes along and yeah. they're willing to spend right. fifteen hundred bucks. Right. So if I got to spend, so the margin is going to be higher if you. I, if, if I got to spend four hundred dollars to yeah. let it sit on my shelf for two years, waiting for somebody to come in here and pay fifteen hundred dollars for it, I might think twice about it. Bro, so, I I went to a store. I think I told you about this. I went to an ABC. They had a bottle of Blanton's there, but they were holding it for somebody at three seventy five. And I'm like, yo, that's way overpriced for that bottle. Three seventy five. And she, I mean, looked this is me regular dead, She looked Blanton. me dead in my eye, like I'm looking at you, and said, "Oh, but they're coming to pick it up." Wow. So all right, so not straight from the barrel, not single. I mean, this it, just a blends, bro. Wow. Three seventy five. That's blends. Blends. That's crazy. Blends. I was like, come that's on. Crazy. I said, man, that's a thirty dollar yeah. bottle. You know what I mean? Black and, and you know, and we found out that you know they may be you know you know reducing the years on it, pushing too. quick, pushing quick juice, quick, quick juice. You know, so yeah. I mean, you may not be getting the blend you think you're getting from back in the day. Ten dollars a year. That is true. <laughs> Should be down to forty dollars now. That's crazy. So, 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 Paul, um, what is your take on the secondary market though, and like, what is the the general rule of thumb for you in terms of markup that you will spend? We hit those joints. Um, well, so so for me, I think my, my viewpoint on secondary has changed because, um, I mean, I, I got a lot of people who can, I mean, I'm, I'm connected with OC Bottle Shop, right? So, yeah. I mean, I think I think we have a really good relationship where I don't have to go hunting in Florida and then go pay crazy secondary prices for certain things. Yeah, you don't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, <laughs> but before Jeff, you finish Jeff, that, Jeff I mean, you tight with Jeff. That's cool. Love it. OC mm-hmm. Bottle Shop. Love it. Hey, man, can you tell them to cut out the bundles just for me? <laughs> <laughs> or, just, or, just, or just follow up, man, because you know, I reach out to dude, man. So, you know, I guess, oh, I, guess, I guess he's busy. I guess he's busy. I get it. Jeff in the islands right you now. You don't need your money. Yeah, but <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. He, got, he has Paul Connects. I will forward the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so secondary market though, what do you, what do yeah. you, what do you, wow. Um, I mean, a lot of the bottles that I've gotten recently um, haven't been like secondary prices. If, if I'm going to pay, and here's the thing, like I don't go full secondary. And if I'm going to go past retail on a lot of things, it has to make sense to me. Like it needs to be something that's like, it's hard to find realistically if it makes sense. Like if there's a bottle that, Retail is 150 and they're selling it to me for 200. Like I ain't gonna trip about that. Like I'm not gonna be like you know retail or or nothing. Right. Um, but if there's like you know bottles where like I'm looking for, I don't know if you guys remember when we tasted the um, Four Roses Limited Edition 2018. Of course yes. we did. Oh, yeah. The 30th anniversary. Yeah, right. Yeah, we sure do. Like for me, like I would 
pay secondary ish. Like I'm not paying four fifty five hundred, but if I find something that's like you know two thirty two fifty three hundred. I may be inclined. Yeah. That's All right. Dumb. So that that's was a dumb. perfect segue because right yeah. now yeah, we you just, definitely feel the lane up on this, that one. This guy's a pro, bro. Yeah. Dog. We just transitioned over to the Four Roses Limited Edition 2022. Yeah. It is a blend of 14 year, 15 year, 15 year, 20 year, and, and it's 109 proof. What we're going to refer to from this day on is the Mecca. Yeah. Yes. So, what, what, what can you tell us about this sample that you sent us? Can I get that before you put that down? Yes. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah, dog. That's really so, good. So, um, I, really I would good. say that. So that was uh, that was last year's blend. Um, gosh, I can't remember. Uh, I don't. I don't think I have put the recipes on there. Good God, um, you, you did not. But it's okay. You put a lot of information. Yeah, you on don't there. need to. And you put your initials on there, like just so, just so we know who it came. So from. you guys knew who yeah. gave you the sample. Absolutely, yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. um, we've had it, we've had it for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to track back. Uh, maybe a maybe a, tri- maybe a trimester. We've had it for a trimester. Maybe um, started in the spring. Of, <laughs> I can't remember too much of the the specs on that bottle, but. Um, mm, now, Bill, I don't know if you remember, but that was one of the limited editions we tasted during BBR three. Yeah, when we did the Four Roses pick. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. That was mm. one. This well, kind of, this we kind of did that against the twenty nineteen. Yeah, one of my final moments. This sir. puts me in the mind of the Willet Burger, dog. Once you had it, it's gonna be in your memory, resonating for a minute. This is crazy. Yeah, this is really, really, mm-hmm. really tasty. Wow. This is special. And yeah. and and speaking of special, one of the most special. Um, moments that I've had Shit. in the whiskey game is that that first like was that BBR three when we went out with um, the master distiller from Four Roses. Yep, yep, Brent. Yeah, Brent Elliott. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we go on this tour. Brent is nerding out, <laughs> cool talking about fan. whiskey. I mean, he just kind of walked up to our group like in the back, just right. like, "Hey, just my name's yeah. like, uh, we know who you are." Yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah, taught dog. him. We, we taught him you. the secret handshake. Yep. And next thing I know, my, my guy was as cool as a fan, got in hand. Yep. And then we go back into the into the spot, and we all get a bottle, right? And and Brent mm-hmm. Elliott signs the bottle for all. I still all got of that bottle. Yes. I still have that bottle. I still got that bottle too. I, untouched. I still got that bottle untouched. I don't really? Think I, I don't think yeah. I'm ever gonna open that bottle. Ever? I don't think so. Ever ever? No, I mean, ever, I ever, ever. ever ever. You want me to put some flute on it? <laughs> <laughs> some flute. <laughs> Bro, hey man, hey. the flute, the flute is over, bro. I mean, no, it's, no. it's, I come think on, it's, man. come on, man. Come on. Your, bi- your bias. Two minutes. Hey, Can we talk about it yes, for two minutes? Yes, let's talk about hey, it. Hey man, right, let my man minutes. live, let, man. Let me put it up. Two minutes. All right, let my man live. So man. listen, talk to me. Andre is at a point in his life okay. where he is seeking clarity. That's what okay. I got from the interview and everything. However, let me finish, dude. Um, this this album is something like. Uh, the Last Poets or Gil Scott Heron. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like a creative thing that he's putting out there and somebody's going to be drawn to that project, man. Creative for who, though? Yo, produ- oh, yeah, producers are already I chopping mean, that joint up, yo, and, I mean, and making I, I, beats listen, with it. Listen, what listen, I'm saying. I understand know. chopping it up because yeah, yeah. Andre 3000, they know they can remix it and well, chop it in it, and say- It's nothing but flute, it's the flute And some joint. of the, them titles are long as hell, oh, bro. Man, you know, <laughs> the titles, <laughs> the titles <laughs> are crazy, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try to get Alexa to play some of those. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying, man. Like it was different to the point that you know I enjoy that he can do that and mm-hmm. feel comfortable with doing yeah, it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like 
I mean, you know, because I mean, we all expect him to spit spit bars. Right? My son, my son said I, straight up, did. huh? Y'all yeah, did. My I son did. said straight up. He <laughs> he should have got people to play like because the first track is like thirteen minutes. Yeah. So if he plays a play, let the music play for four minutes, and then everybody check out, and then my son said he comes to the five minute mark just spitting bars. Let me let me ask you this: Do you generally like flute? Music. <laughs> so, so I listen to an artist called Kitaro, which is new age keyboards and everything. Okay, right? so, no, 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 it's, you know, it's I'm not talking about age. keyboard. I'm not I'm talking about keyboard, like, bro. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Getting a massage I'm not, I'm, in, I'm in my in my jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when I'm relaxing. So, if you have massage envy, you in on oh, the flute? Oh, massage, oh, yeah. 100%. Hey, or they, if they you got, do it, or you do three stacks. Lo- yeah, man. Hey, hey, you got that three stacks? Or if you doing yoga. Oh, yoga's another yeah. one. Man. Yeah, yoga. yoga. He, oh, he gonna clean but up. But that's only on the cool down though. He's not gonna be in a regular class. Bro, that guy is gonna clean up in yeah. the yoga Pilates yeah. studios. Yeah, man. Yeah, the server is gonna be hot with I just this. I just don't know, man. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I just enjoy that he was able to do something that yeah, that's fact. fine. Well, how, how about this? How, how about your kids come home and say, you know what, Dad? <laughs> I'm done with flute. school. I'm gonna do something different. <laughs> And you're going to be like, you know what? Well, I no. enjoy that you can express yourself that way. <laughs> you know what? How about this? I'm going to say this, and I say this to anybody. Like, as long as you're out of my pocket, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you know about that? You're in my pocket. You better have you know. a great plan B. Yes, sir. If you're in my great pocket, then you be going to do what I want you to do. Uh, but um, when you're in my pocket, you can do whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I Please. just, man. So, so Badu messed him up, huh? Oh, Badu nah, ruined nah, everybody. Nah. I think I think, think he was so? done before Badu. <laughs> No, no, no. She she was the straw that broke the camel's back. For real. Uh, Paul, what, anyway. what, what do you think about the flute, the flute joint? Like what like if okay. you if you if you playing that flute album, what what bottle are you cracking? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not cracking any bottles. I haven't listened to it yet. Like okay, I listened to it today. I listened to it today. Here's the thing. I, I uh, one I saw the picture of like when they announced that he was having a um, an album and I just saw him playing like this flute. Uh-huh. And I'm like Normally on a Friday, I'm like, oh, a new album drop. Let me go listen to it like, on the way home. I mean, way to work. I'm sorry, like I, my mind is not prepared to listen to flutes on the way to work. No, <laughs> no, no. That's not going to set your day. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, a flute, <laughs> yeah, a flute's not going to set your day. Yeah, it's not going to. So now, I, I not, honestly, I think, and I haven't listened to it yet, but my perception going in, or my prejudice going into this album is that this is more meant for like, if I got people coming to the crib and I just want like soft ambient music playing in the background while I can still like talk to people, people still having a good time. That's your joint. I don't have to worry about the lyrics. That's my joint. That's your joint. Nah, but you can still- I'm still a cigar and I want to- Nah, you can still just throw on like Afro beats or something and just just turn the (laughs) volume down, bro. You could. It would be such a way better vibe than that flute. I'm sorry, man. I'm done with that. Have you listened? Have you listened to the whole thing, Delvin? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't you have better to. Better than me. I haven't started, so. bro. I don't have to, man. What? What is he? The Pie Piper? Like I, I don't care about this album. It's, oh. And I've been telling y'all, this is your king. Is this your king, dude? Like, I'm, telling, I'm telling you, this this guy is not top five, fam. The no, guy no. is making flute music. Dude, man, come let, on, man, come, come, come on, man. Just let him live, no, bro. I'm not, let, I'm not, I'm not letting I'm this saying, guy live, bro. Nah, I'm just all, all I'm saying is this, Delvin. I'm gonna ask you one question. Yes. Where's cannabis? I, I mean, cannabis <laughs> would chew this guy up with his flute, bro. He dude. would, but where is he? 
I'm just saying, I mean, man. Like, he, like you know, you he, know, he at home. Cannabis better be dropping an accordion <laughs> no, out no, next no. week. So, so <laughs> let, let let me let me play devil's advocate here because I, I'm hearing two people saying. Wait, like, you said Delvin's trying, advocate? You playing Delvin's no, advocate? De- <laughs> no, devil's advocate. Well, he is a devil. Because I heard, I'm hearing I'm hearing two people say that like he's trying something different. Come I on, appreciate Paul. it. What was everybody saying when Kanye was doing Sunday gospel music? Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh no, I mean they, 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 they didn't want him to do anything different. They crucified him. No, but but see, but see, shortly before that, Kanye said slavery was a choice too, and he, I no, lost no, him no, at no, that. No, 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 he did. He hadn't said that yet. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. No, not before the gospel album came out. He, no, yeah, because no, no, he started doing. He started doing the church. No, nah, he, he went. He went on the deep end after after MAGA, and he was doing the church albums pre MAGA. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, for Obama real. was president. Yep. Yeah. Oh well, so that was <laughs> that was the downfall then. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, man. I mean, I, so. I mean, at the end of the day, man, the dude has plenty of money in the bank. I'm sure. Oh, and he's just doing what he wants to, you know. I'm and if th- and if he don't he have says money, he, he's still walking around playing a flute. But he literally says he has nothing else to say. Like, yeah. what, I mean, what is he gonna rap nothing about? Nothing to rap about. He has nothing to rap about. Colon cleansing. Yeah, colonoscopy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what is nothing? Hey. and so. Uh, <laughs> I, re- I respect him for that because he's really saying that. I got I can nothing to say. That man, it, you know, because you know, because you know, sometimes you know, hey. you hear these, um, you know, these rappers rapping about, you know, being this and this. They do. You live in Mumble the rattle. suburbs, but, but you know what I'm saying? You live in the suburbs, like, like you, you Ooh. go, your kids go to private schools now. But, you know? a, but a wise man once said nothing at all. You know what I'm saying? Don't say nothing then. Just just ride off into the sunset. And that's what he's doing. He's playing he's not flute. saying nothing. He's playing the flute. He's not saying the thing. He anyway, his songs has no words. All right, can we not call it hip hop then? Oh, it's not hip-hop. Oh, nobody said it's hip-hop. No, no, okay. it's hip-hop. Who called it hip-hop? No one called it hip-hop. No, no. He said he was dropping an album called New Blue Sun. That was it. Nobody clarified it as hip-hop. That is directed at his- I call that his, shit that New That is age. directed at his hip-hop audience. I'm just saying. Oh. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know who called I it hip hop. I mean, y'all hip hop heads, y'all not flute heads. I literally started this commentary <laughs> by saying, "Have y'all ever listened to? Do you generally listen to flute music?" The answer was no, and the only reason y'all listening to this flute music is because it is a hip hop artist. No, it's Andre Three Thousand. That's my point. He stopped being a hip hop artist when so, he made so bro, the Love Below. So, bro, and, I mean, and, I don't and know, hey, man. y'all, yeah, he, that was he, he that was on t- that album, by he, the way. He on the he on the outside looking in on my top ten now. Hey, if he made a bourbon, which one would it be? Dickle. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, man. Black Bourbon Maverick, we just transitioned over to Stag <laughs> Jr., bro, and we are all Dick, the first Dickle 3000. Stag Jr., 22B, mm. 130 proof. Ooh. I got to say, it doesn't taste like 130 after everything we put on the palate. No, it definitely doesn't. Stag, it definitely, Stag I, is the From champ. what I remember. Yeah, yeah this is really yeah. smooth for 130. Stag, Stag is the big boy of the Outcast group, fam. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I had to go back one more time. Mm. So, so what, so what can you tell us about? Why don't this, you get off this, our group, dog? This stack. Well, it's not even Stag Junior anymore, right? I mean, what is it? It's it's actually Stags. I think that was one of the um, one of the first batches that actually started saying Stag versus Stag Junior. Oh, look at uh, it. can't hide money. Look at them lights, boy. Look at them lights. Yeah, in so, that yeah, I was boy. gonna I was gonna mention that man. You know, Paul has kind of upgraded his space when it comes. No, to No, no, not upgrade. I thought I saw somebody walk through and give him a towel, like a hot towel, <laughs> so wipe his hands. Boy, like give me a towel. <laughs> <laughs> That, no, that boy uh, eat fried chicken uh, with chopsticks. Well, we're gonna have to go to a video <laughs> podcast where people can see some of these spaces. It's like bourbon of the rich and famous and shit. Yeah, dude. Boy, no. whatever. Anyway. Did you see that Master's Keep? Of- hey, was that Master's Keep on the top shelf? Look at them bookers. Oh my goodness. Oh, this that is boy- Master's Keep that I'm drinking t- I'm Ooh. drinking tonight. So Well, we were just about to ask you that. Go answer that question, then we get to the next question. 
Mm. Um, but 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 stack so stack mm. junior twenty two B that's the first one that actually has like a batch name on the label. So like you know previous stack you have to like Google stack with the proof number, then you see like the, the batch or whatever. Um, this one they started putting the batch um, one on there. So um, I, I thought like you said like it drinks below the proof. It, yeah. it doesn't taste one hundred and thirty to me. No. Um, I I personally like that one um a lot recently compared to other batches. So. Yeah. So maybe because, uh, you know, I've had other, you know, whiskeys, bourbon, you know, this evening. And, um, you know, I reviewed that uh, Elijah Craig Barrel uh, Proof uh, 9, you know, uh, what, 9? C290 or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. C2923. I have a little bit if you mm-hmm. want to sample it. Yeah. So, um, and and that guy is so spicy to me that I didn't really get much flavor. And this mm-hmm. is 130, and I'm getting, like, tons of flavor from mm-hmm. it. So it's mm-hmm. all amazing that you know you can have a bourbon in that same area and it's just totally hits your palate you know totally different mm-hmm. so I'm not really sure what's going on but this is very um, fantastic and if yeah if, I, I have I don't think I've tasted the C923 yet but I would say something that rubbed me the wrong way is that people were like C923 it tastes like the old pirate bottle electric barrel proofs now I haven't done a blind flight to prove yeah. this I will do this soon I Highly guaranteed, this does not taste like old Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Yeah, those old ones yeah. are phenomenal. Like, right. I think you guys tasted. Oh, we did. We RIP one of yours. Yeah. So, and so, you were, and you were Elijah Craig Barrel Proof guy, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, you that mm-hmm. dude. Right? Let me let me yeah. ask a quick question. So, the the designation of the C nine twenty three that would be September twenty two thousand twenty three, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, just yeah. so I'm clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, third, okay, yeah. and warehouse warehouse C, right? No, no. I, uh, I think that's just like uh, the the the, the, the third season. release. Oh, okay. Yeah, third release, right. like the okay. season. Okay. Yeah. I learned that yeah. on okay. Black and Brown last week because you said it. Yeah, you yeah. actually said it. Yeah, and did I was you like, say that? Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, wow, that's yeah. dope. Yep. See what I learned when I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the only way you can shut me up. Oh, is you don't not show up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't show up. <laughs> so, so if I gotta, if I have to judge these as far as takeaway, my favorite would would definitely be that Four Roses first, and then oh that come stack. on, man, yeah, that, that Four, four Roses, roses. Oh, yeah. undefeated, no, the yeah. stack, the I, stack for me. Bro. I kind of no, feel no, like no. he should have sent a bigger sample bottle, but I get it. No, you know, no, at no, least no. he sent a two ounce, not a one ounce, like <clears throat> some people. <laughs> Hey. I mean, listen. You got to protect your stash. <laughs> I'd rather pull out a one ounce sample. I've quick. acquired a few more, a few more bottles, so I got some stuff. Like, I would love for you guys to come to Orlando, then you guys can drink whatever you want. Oh, like. say less, say yeah. less. But real quick, Paul, before we get to the Nim portion of the show, I have to ask you, man, what did you think of the Ken Folk Trust? Have you had it? What was what? How'd you feel about it? I, I have not, because what I want to do, like. I truly want to spend a day and dissect it. Like oh, I like okay. the, a lot of the things, a lot of the things that I've tasted recently have just been like blind flights. Let me just see which ones I like best. Not like picking notes or anything like that. Like I truly want it. And I talked to OJ um, about it recently too. Um, and I was like, Hey, I, I think I want to take time to really like taste it, mm-hmm. enjoy it. And then like, you know, like give him his flowers, give him his feedback on it. And yeah, all that type of stuff. Fair. So I want to give this his due respect. Oh, yeah, nice. I, think that's that's I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, awesome. and, yeah. and our obviously inquiring minds want to know, is there any sort of inside information preview that you can give us on BBR5? Anything. And if, and if, the, if the answer is no, it's okay. But I'm just curious. Get there early. Anything. Get there anything. early. Get, get, get there early. Um, I would say, um, so... 
So we did a we did a blending challenge during BBR four, um, where and this was something like an idea that I cooked up like a week before BBR four. Let him and cook. I was like, hey, and I was like, at one of the bottle shops, like I made bottle shares. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a whole bunch of just regular four roses, small batch, the regular stuff, small batch select, single barrel, a couple single barrel barrel strings. And the people who brought bottles for the bottle share, I will allow them to blend their own four roses. And then, like, me and two other people will taste it and come up with, like, the blending champ. Mm. Um, shout out to Mike McFarlane, your, your family MP. He won oh, the blending challenge. Okay. Okay. Um, so he doesn't know this, but I'm actually going to create a patch that says, you know, like, two, uh, 2023 BBR blending champ. He'll be able to put that on their jacket. Oh, oh nice. wow! Well, he's yeah. gonna know it now. Oh, like the Walter Payton <laughs> yeah. uh, badge in the NFL, right? You know oh, that's yeah. dope, man. So, so next year we're bringing that back. We're going to do a blending challenge. Um, it's not going to be four roses. Um, Mike is going to be the reigning champ. He's automatically in that blending um, competition. Um, and uh, I'm not saying what products are in there, but I'm going to say that all the products that we're going to that people are going to be able to blend in the challenge are going to be all the same proof. Oh. Maybe that might give a little hints. Okay, oh, that's what's all the same proof. So, dope. are you going to do it again, like during the week, like you did um, this past year? Or are you going to, you know? Um, I'm I'm looking at. Uh, I don't want to give too much into sure. my ideas, sure, sure. but you can text um, us. You can text. Am... Just text us offline. It's all good. <laughs> okay, got you, got you. So I'm, I'm gonna put it like this: There's going to be an A side and a B side to some type of experience next year. Mm. Oh, B side, B side. I like that. I like it. We're in a good position, guys. We're media. We get to cover both. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Hey. <laughs> so, Black River Maverick, we have this segment, of course, called "What Does Nim Think" for season ten of Nim, and this is our last "What Does Nim Think" segment. And I could not think of a better category for you as the king of the sample packs than. <laughs> how to create a sample pack experience, right? So you send sample packs out. We listen to a steady pour every other week. They are going through a sample pack from Black River Maverick. <laughs> I, felt, right? I felt some type of way about that. Yeah, I'm not, I did, I did I too. I, felt I, some type I took of that personal. Yeah, I took that personal. <laughs> and, 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 and they're, like, they're family, but I took that personal. And by the way, like at Black Bourbon, <laughs> at Black Bourbon Run, I'm talking to people. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Paul sent me a sample of that. Paul uh -huh. sent me a sample. Yeah. So you send samples out like nobody's business, right, right? Right. And and not only does my guy send samples out, he sends samples with Mike and Ike's. Hey, <laughs> yes, sir. I Give mean, a little snack. Hey, bro, I you mean, can't hide that money. Now let me just confirm. <laughs> I can I can eat these, right? I can eat these. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll probably wouldn't. That's just to make a little noise when they're getting <laughs> transported around America. No, so, we, so, so do not eat these. Do yeah, not eat these. No, I wouldn't eat those. We had them since January, dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, man, you know, at, at some point, man, we need to, you know, re, um, revisit our commandments. We need to add some stuff to we it. We do. Yeah, for we real. need to add yes, some yes, stuff yes, to yes. our commandments. You know, the sample pack commandments. ASAP. You know ASAP. Yes, sir. All right. So, so Black River Maverick, we are going to ask you, if you are creating a three sample sample pack for specific people, what three whiskeys would you actually include in that sample pack? All right. Okay. Now I'm going to give you a softball one to start off with, right? So That's this is our softball. speed round. The softball joint is you are sending a sample pack to someone who is a beginner, like a novice whiskey drinker. What three samples do you include in that sample pack? Send dickle, dickle, dickle. 
No. <laughs> we ain't gonna do that to him. <laughs> um, I think this this one's kind of easy for me. We we talked about the brand a little bit when I was talking about the blending challenge, but I would give them three different expressions from Four Roses because this allows them to understand the difference between like the small batch, small batch select, a regular single barrel to add a hundred proof. And um, they can taste the difference. Um, they can taste the difference in proof. Um, then you can call it, talk to them about like the difference between a small batch and a single barrel. So mm. it gives you talking points, um, but it also gives them a chance to see that like this is literally like bourbon. It's not you're not tasting like bourbon versus rye or bourbon versus weeded bourbon. It's just bourbon, finished bourbon differently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, none of that. It's just yeah. regular bourbon, bourbon different ways. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. That's a pro that's, tip, that's bro. Good, that's man. a pro yeah. tip. That is a pro that tip. Is, that is, is dope. Get your bar. pencils out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so let's say you are uh, sending a sample pack to someone like you and me, because you and I are proof snobs, right? I mean, you got you like Booker's, you like eat Elijah Craig, Barrel Proof. So if you are sending a three-sample sample pack out to a proof snob, what would you include in that? So I think, I think this one's an, another easy one, too. I'm going to give them Barrel Proof Bourbon. From three different distilleries. So I think you already talked about it. I would give them Booker's. Okay. I would give them Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. And I would give them Stag Jr. Like, I mean, honestly, oh. those are easy ones that they're all barrel proof. They're all batches. So even like, and I would probably like, Delvin, if it's you, I'm going to give you some like really good oh, my batches. Oh, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I did give you a really good 2018 Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. I would give you stuff like that. Ah, to do I feel in your, like in your I, sample pack. I, ha- I have to ask this question before you get Talk to done me. with the season then. Bro, do you have your joint categorized by flavor profile and stuff in like an Excel spreadsheet? Um, I used to, but it got out of hand this year. No, okay. I'm not even right. lying to you. That's, that's all I need to know. That's all <laughs> I, need to know. <laughs> I, got, I got a family and kids and a job. <laughs> I got a job. Exactly. I'm, 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 my nine to five. I'm, I'm sending planes up, man. I got exactly, shit to do. Bro, I'm sending the spaceships to moon. What you I was going to say, <laughs> and my guy is literally a rocket scientist. So, <laughs> yeah. so if it's too much for him, bro, don't try this at home. You we know deal, what I'm saying? We're dealing with gravity. Don't try it at home. <laughs> don't try it at home. <laughs> my guy is literally hidden exactly, figures, man. the male version. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> right, rovers to Mars and stuff. <laughs> so, so I like that. I like that. All right. So I think those are three great choices for a proof snob. But what about these beer drinkers, right? So we, I feel like we get a lot of people that are mm-hmm. new in the whiskey game mm-hmm. that are migrating here from IP from the IPA game. Yes, yeah, sir. Right. Want to say that next step? They yeah. showing up. They showing up. Because because whiskey, I mean, IPA is a gateway drug, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell of a drug. Um, <laughs> so so <Get> dog with holla. <laughs> so, so Black River Maverick, you got this uh, beer drinker. I only drink beer. I only drink IPAs. Put me on the whiskey. What do you send that person at a three sample sample pack? So, you know, honestly, for someone who drinks IPA, that Wolf Spring batch, because I think it's like a mix of beer hops and whiskey, I could be wrong. But that one, I get a lot of like beer profile on the finish. So that would be something that like, hey, if you're, if you're drinking IPA, you're drinking lagers, you want to try something, some type of whiskey, but still get a little bit of that like beer experience, that would be one I would choose. Um, a lot of people who are like beer drinkers and want to like converge into whiskey, but still get beer. Like a lot of times they're like stout or porter drinkers. So for me, um, Barstown Bourbon has a lot of good collaborations. One of those is the collaboration that they did with uh, KBS Founders. So that one was um, a bourbon that was finished in stout barrels. Um, I thought that was really good. 
Um, another one that is not necessarily like finishing a stout, but gives like if you're a porter or stout drinker, gives you like a chocolate profile is um, Rabbit Hole Founders Collection. It's the Race King, like double double malted whiskey. So it's like a malted weeded oh, bourbon wow. and a malted rye. Mm. That one, like I had at a at a bar. I don't own that bottle too, way too expensive. But I had a pour of at a bar, <laughs> and the the chocolate notes from that one, like it gives me like the creamy mouthfeel of chocolate. Like you're like you're drinking a stout. Get wow, it was really good. That That's, sounds fantastic. Yeah. That does, man. Yeah. And I feel like Rabbit Hole is kind of like slept on. Yeah, like I didn't even story. know they had like a premium bottle like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. That's that's a, that's amazing. Wow. All right. So we got something for the beer drinkers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the other thing that we get people who, you know, they're wine drinkers and they want to mm-hmm. transition into whiskey. Right. And so wine obviously is a whole other taste profile than than whiskey. And so if you got a wine, a wine drinker who wants to transition into whiskey, you want to send them a three sample sample pack. What do you send that wine drinker? Um, so another easy one coming from the Barstown Bourbon Camp. Um, one, of, one of the things that they released only in Kentucky this year is a collaboration with Carter Sellers. So this is the Carter wine. Mm. Um, and I think the story is... Um, it is a uh, Barstown source of uh, whiskey that they had. I think it was blended by the Carter and then finished in Carter wine barrels. Oh, shit. Um, I grabbed this on BBR4. It tasted like phenomenal. I had to grab me a bottle. Um, I think I bought a second one just in case who, whoever wasn't there. Like, hey, listen, I just bought a second bottle. If you want it, you can have it the same price that I got it for. Price Here point? Because I thought it was phenomenal. Price point? Huh? Price point? Um, this one was, I think they're all like 169, 170. Can't hide that money. Um, Can't hide that aerospace money, dog. <laughs> what? I was about to say, hey, um, man, send it my way. But like, nope, no, I'm good. <laughs> we sending Jess um, up, dog. <laughs> the third one, I would say, um, this is another wine finished bourbon. Oh, wait, we only did one. So, second one, I would say, is a rare character. They have a bourbon that's finished in a Madeira cast. Ooh, yeah. Um, which. Man, come on, like phenomenal. Like, I wish I had a bottle of that, but I got a chance to, to try it. Really, really good. That, that's that's another good one. Um, and my third one, uh, would be when was this released? I want to say it was like 2019, but um, Jim Bean Distiller's Masterpiece, which I think is one of the most slept on releases in like Bean history. Mm. Um, it was, um, I want to say it was like 18-year-old Jim Beam finished in PX Sherry Cast. Um, and I mean, the packaging, go Google it. The packaging is phenomenal. Yeah. I think I did a review of this like two years ago. And it's really, really good. I mean, like crushable. It has all your wine, uh, like dark wine type of profile. Um, but everything's very well balanced. And I think the only bad thing was that this was pre like bourbon craze in 2020. Um, so like the $200 price point was a little too high for everybody, especially for like beam. Yeah. But like if they were, if they were released that now, like I think that would fly off the shelves sure. for sure. It and, sounds and phenomenal. And PX is Pedro Jimenez. Pedro yes. Jimenez. Yeah, Boy, look, at, look at you. Palabras. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a quick, that, that PX bottle you have from Woodville. Woodville. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, Woodville. Yes. Dude. Yes. <laughs> 
I'm ridiculous. <laughs> I try to find that box. It's like, we're not doing it no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Seattle in January. I'm getting yeah, No, no, no. I, I went. It. I went. I went. You remember? Oh, it was that's a while. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Them, yeah. Oh, we're going to find it. We're going to find it. <sighs> no, well, good luck. <laughs> All right. La- last, last one, Black Bourbon Maverick. And by the way, you dropping bars. And, and bars. for our listeners, I wish y'all could see his face right now. The dude is an encyclopedia. Yeah, for like real. He just looks up in the air and starts pulling. No, no, no. He's looking at his, his shelf, though, because he got all that hardware. That's yeah. what he's looking at. Yeah, he looks at his shelf, and, he's, and he starts pulling ideas That's and bottles gotta, out gotta of We got to go video podcast so people can see what we see. We're like, how yeah. the hell you get all that shit in that room? Yeah, it's, it's, this is wild. Yeah, dog. All right, last one, um, Paul. So you, you enjoy an occasional signal. Cigar. Is that true? Yes, I yeah, absolutely you're, do. You're, you're kind of a cigar guy. So if you had someone who was an avid cigar smoker and you said, hey, I'm going to send you a sample pack. I'm going to put three whiskeys in here. I want you to pair them with some cigars. Mm. What three mm-hmm. whiskeys would you include for a cigar smoker? Um, so I think the first one I would do would be um, Old Elk. They have a cigar cut series. Um, so so last year they came out with their first cigar cut, which was um, a few different uh, finished bourbons that were blended together. This year they came out with the Island Cut, so it was a little bit of a different uh, <laughs> blend of their finishes. Um, and, you know, I, like, I would definitely say that because um, it's probably the lower, like, Price point of all like cigar finished bourbons, um, and they support Black Bourbon Maverick. So like, obviously, I'm gonna That's throw them out up. there. That's what's um, up. Another one would be so. This is where I kind of like outside of that. I know there's like the the Magnum Cigar Blend. I haven't really tasted those before, um, so I don't really have an opinion on those. But outside of that, I've heard of other people doing like cigar batches or cigar blends. And honestly, I think there are a lot of just regular bourbons that pair very well with cigars. And I think one of the the best brand, the best pairing I've ever had was um, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof um, A215. So that's like 2015 um, paired with a um, Opus X cigar. Mm. Uh, no, that was a my father uh, cigar, like one of the limited editions. Phenomenal. And I think. <laughs> Like from there, it, it wanted me to try like other type of barrel proof bourbons to see how they pair with cigars. And I'm a Maduro cigar smoker. Um, Four Roses single barrel barrel shrimps are really, really good um, paired with cigars. Like I would go down that route. Um, a lot of good like barrel proof. If, if you want to pair it with like a medium cigar or um, a lighter mild cigar that doesn't have a lot of like smoky or peppery taste on the profile. Like you can go with a barrel proof that has more of that kick and that heat and that spice. Wow. Yeah. Bro. And um, a third one, uh, I mean, I'll give a shout out to um, Life of Lux. Um, uh, he, he's done a lot of good single barrel picks. And one thing I learned from him is that all his picks are to pair with cigars. Like he literally won't select his pick until he's got a chance to pair with cigars. No way. So Life of Lux. So I, I don't know who that, I mean, Me either, I'm dude. lost on that. So that sounds like the flute music to me. So who, <laughs> so, yeah. so, so who, who is that? And why should we, um, why should we know that? Uh, he's, he's, uh, I guess he's like a magical guy. He, he doesn't post his, his up on his, on his Instagram. Um, but for, for 10 years, he's been kind of doing like private events. Um, a lot of things related to, uh, charity. So, a lot of the money that he has with his uh, with his private events, 
um, or to raise money for um, villages in East Africa to get them running water. Um, he's done a lot of like the, the people who are the foundation that is like giving the running water and collecting all these funds. They've done research to show that, you know, if I can give a village running water, we have more likelihood of getting teachers who come and teach in these villages because they have sustainment of their natural like things that they need to have on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the things that he helps support. And um, I mean, he got really big. One of his very first barrel picks he ever did was with Willet, right? So that's if your first barrel pick is with Willet, like obviously you're gonna like get some recognition, and you know people are gonna start following you. Um, but since then, he's kind of like take on like you know these these private experiences. He's you know he's had like Pablo, you know, do his whole like old lightning and red character experience. He's had dinners with Willet and stuff like that. So. Um, Super dope guy. He's very, uh, I wouldn't say soft spoken, but he's not like loud and abrasive or anything like that. Like you probably see from people who've like been in whiskey for a lot. But um, really cool guy, down to earth. Dope. Um, but he pulls a lot of random people together uh, for charity, which is cool. That's dope. That's, That's dope. what's up. Really Yo, Black River Maverick, what does Nim think? Nim knows a lot about sample packs. Nim knows bro. a lot about <laughs> My guy knows a lot about sample packs. <laughs> knows all about a lot of Appreciate stuff. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> Yo, that's dope, man. That's dope. Yo, man, thanks for coming through, hanging out with us on the podcast, yo. Um, thanks for being a supporter of the podcast. You know, season 10 and them uh, couldn't happen no without doubt, you, no dog. Doubt. You know, you yes, helped sir, us out man. a lot, Appreciate man. Appreciate you, brother, man. Um, tell the people where they can find, follow you, give them a little sample of BBR5 if you want to. If not, just tell them to stay tuned where they can check out the info when they see you. All right. Um, so you guys can follow me at black.maverick.maverick uh, black. on Instagram um, or black.bourbon on Instagram as well. We got a YouTube channel that we're going to be dropping. Um, a docu series, season four, which is BBR four, that'll start in December. Mm. Um, BBR five. Um, I mean, it's going to be. It's only going to be fifty people. Like I'm just going to be straight up. Um, so we'll just. I'll just have to figure out how to make that fifty happen. But it's only going to be fifty. So got to get in there as soon as things open up. Um, people who've been there before will probably get um, a higher probability of getting in. Um, there's no plus one holdings this time. It's just first people to pay the money and get in, you're in. So um, I will find a way to make that available for newer people to get in. So it's kind of fair. But um, I do want to also make sure that people who've been supporting BBR from the beginning um, gets the chance to get in there first. Okay. Dope, man. Dope. Appreciate you, man. Delvin, wrap this joint when you're ready, B. Man, Black Brother Maverick, you are the guy, bro. Stay black. Send out some sample packs to black and brown, please. And keep your brown. <laughs> Cheers, fam. Cheers. Cheers.